The Seattle Kraken got a mostly feel-good win, 2-1 to over the LA Kings at Crypto.com yesterday. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about what we always talk about this year with the Seattle Kraken, that being injuries. And anyone outside of our Locked on Kraken insiders, you will have seen the drop of the rendering of the field today. Let's talk about what we can expect for the Winter Classic. All that and more coming up on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Pod. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at Sleeper. Told you all about my Sleeper picks yesterday, but here's what you need to know to get in on the action. Download the Sleeper app, use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and that will get you up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Before I get started, I would like to apologize. I have noticed, mostly because y'all have been commenting, which I am truly grateful for, that I have been misspeaking a time or two on the podcast. For those of you who are OGers and everydayers, you know that I cover the WNBA. And let's just say I say Dallas Wings a lot more than I have ever in my life said Dallas Stars. I don't like being incorrect. It's not something that I aim to do. Uh, so I hope that you will forgive my just, I, I misspoke. I have been misspeaking. It is not any disrespect to the Dallas Stars for sure. And again, no one likes to be wrong. It's just something that uh, I have to be mindful of. It's the same thing as when I'm coming from, well, at least the PHF. And they did this weird thing where they were giving away three points for a while. It really threw me for a loop. And sometimes you're probably like, what the heck is she talking about? You know, we all make mistakes, but I always want to own up to mine. So thank you for pointing them out. I appreciate that. I think also I said that today the episode of um, Road to Winter Classic was dropping. I think it dropped yesterday. My days are very confused. It's that time of year. So apologies for the confusion, but I'm very excited about today's episode. Not only because we're talking after a Seattle Kraken win, but because we get to talk about the Winter Classic. The not-so-fun stuff is what comes in the middle, just so you are forewarned. We're going to be talking about injuries yet again. But let's get into this game against the Kings. Now, let's start with what I liked about the game. I liked the start about the game. And I have a caveat that we'll talk about in some of the things that I think need to be improved. But like I'm talking about zeros or I guess 20 minutes on the clock and go better. 
we'll talk about what needs to improve, but I did think that the start was better. I also liked that the Seattle Kraken found a way to play a physical game without being the Bash Brothers. I really enjoyed that. Playing a physical game, pushing the Kings out to the perimeter, and um, you're going to hear from Jordan Eberle talk about that a little bit more. Again, really like the win. Love and I do mean love Joey Decord's performance. There was a little bit of a discrepancy with how many saves he actually made. Let's just say he definitely made 40-plus saves. Could have potentially had a shutout. Again, I'll talk about things that need to be improved coming up. But this was another quality start for Joey Decord. Again, it looks like some of the stats are still being changed. Like right now, I'm looking at the post-game stats, and they're giving him 43 saves, whereas the NHL is saying that he made 42 saves, so that would match um, the Kraken record. It would match a career high for Joey at 42 saves, which is, as I understand, where we are right now. So I'm looking at a graphic that has something different, but again, this came right after the game. Puck battles, we were right there neck and neck, literally 50-50 with the LA Kings, so I like that. I didn't say LA Sparks. Aren't you proud of me? Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) I also like that um, we see that the shot attempts were were up there. Tolvanen had six of our 46 shot attempts per sports logic and what Allison Lucan posted after the game. Now this is interesting. It's something that I just want to put out there. I don't know that it's necessarily something that we want to improve, but it just shows you how much work the Kings were putting in. So Tolvanen led the Kraken with six shot attempts. There were multiple players on the Kings that had six or more, well, not or more, had at least six shot attempts. And they had 61 shot attempts overall. Um, Five on five time in the offensive zone, the Kings won that battle. And it seems, well, it's five on five. So I guess I have to look at the all stats and we can do that on natural stat trick. But the puck in the offensive zone, five on five, at even strength, 41% to 39%. So that tells a little bit of a of an interesting story, um, but again, we this is not accounting for special teams, which we can talk about a little. So those are all of the things that I like. Um, now let's talk about the things that I think still need to be improved upon. I said I liked how we started, and I really mean like the first three to four minutes of the game. If you take a look at natural stat trick which you know I love to do, and we look at the game flow chart, it is that first, maybe I'll give them till the first half. The first half of the the first period, the Kraken were able to push back a little bit. I was listening to the radio broadcast, not TNT. I was actually watching on Max, but listening to Everett and Al, which I liked. except for the delay, a little bit of a delay. But um, so you heard, or at least I heard, if you were listening to the radio broadcast, that Al and Everett talked about wanting to see the Kraken go north a little bit more. This is in the first period in particular, because after the first 10 minutes of the 
of the game, I mean, it was all, it was all LA and like in a bad way. I was concerned at this point in the game because it just drastically changed. On the one hand, here you have a team that does not start on time, their words, not mine. And they they came up, they showed up, and they were ready to go at puck drop. And then by the second half of the first period, it just seems like the Kings were grabbing that. I think Al was saying, you know, it doesn't look like a team uh, that played a back-to-back because they just played San Jose. And I think he was right. It was a little bit, a little bit concerning, just given what we have seen from the Seattle Kraken in the past. And again, here's that that uh, game flow chart for you. Let me take this away and show it to you on the full screen. But you can see, like that first half of the first period, back and forth, back and forth, and then a cool, a shoot, a rocket up in LA and then they maintained basically everything uh, throughout that game. So I thought that was interesting to, to look at. So I guess this also goes with things that I like come later in the game, the Seattle Kraken were able to regain their confidence, regain their mojo, regain whatever you want to call it and push ahead and have a strong second period. Here's what uh, Eberly had to say about it, because I think he really articulated kind of what the what the change was, but then overall, kind of what the what what still needs to be done for the Seattle Kraken to do what they did well in the second period and arguably the third as well, but to do that for a full 60 minutes. Here's Everly speaking after yesterday's 2-1 win over the Los Angeles Kings of the National Hockey League. Taking a lot of outside shots, but uh, we defended all the inside ones for the most part. Obviously, they're a good team. They're going to get chances, but... Um, that we weathered the storm early. They were coming at us hard, and we found a way to start creating ourselves. So, um, for us, big two points. What did you say between periods that sort of changed the way you came out the second period? I, I mean, we just needed to, you know, start skating. I think we were giving them a little bit too too much respect and sitting back, watching, waiting for something bad to happen. I thought, you know, we did a good job of turning around. Speaking of skating, I think you blew the zone before the puck even went to the slot. There, what was your read on your goal and that you took off there so soon? I just, I just saw, I mean, a block shot. I mean, as soon as you see that, you, a lot of times you can start cheating. I mean, I don't generally do that, but it was nice to, to get in behind and find one. Yeah, good timing tonight. <laughs> yeah, given how things have gone the last few weeks, I mean, you've come close in a lot of mm-hmm. these games, and, and now to actually pull this one out, like, like what does it mean a little more for the team on a bigger picture? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had a roller coaster over here. It seems like we've blown a lot of leads and then lost in OTs and shoes, but we have nine of those. And um, we fly. I mean, last game we came back, and we, we just haven't found ways to win. Um, we've had tons of guys hurt. We've had guys stepping up. It's just, it's been a roller coaster, but these are the games that hopefully catapult your team. And I think you look at the standings, I mean, we're, it's it's there. We just got to start putting together 60 minutes or having big wins like tonight and find ways to you know, win rather than lose. How much has some of Joey's play helped your team in the last couple of weeks try yeah. to turn things around? He's been huge. I mean, he's, he's been there to make plays, I think, or not make plays. I mean, make plays. He, 
unbelievable puck handler, and he helps our defense break the puck up. But he's been there anytime they make plays to make a save, and um, you have that calm presence back there. I think it uh, gives you it gives your team confidence. Thanks, Mike. So there you go. That was Eberly. I liked what he's talking about there, you know, that that they just have to to continue pushing on some of the buttons and some of the topics and some of the things that we keep talking about here on the show. You heard, though, that he also had great things to say about Joey Decord. I mean, who didn't after this game? Fantastic. And as I mentioned yesterday, whenever episode two of Road to the Winter Classic dropped yesterday, today, who knows? Joey Decord is kind of the the main character, at least when it comes to the Seattle Kraken. I'll talk about that a little bit more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is always what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, even LED lights and carpet, you will have everything you need, whether you're into speed, power, or style, because eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your your parts, excuse me, is guaranteed to fit your ride or die every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you burn rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home a win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit available only for U.S. customers. Thanks as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken part of your daily destination. Your host, Erica L. Ayala, here. And we have to be excited. This is a win. This is a win for a team, as you heard from Jordan Eberle in in the first segment, that has had not only difficulty winning, he gave us his token, we've been finding ways to lose, but he's also been talking about losing in overtime. Now, on the one hand, that in some ways really stings. Sometimes you're lucky to get to overtime, and maybe we can say that about the other night against Dallas. Sometimes you're very unlucky to get to overtime. We've certainly seen our fair share of those. But I think the point that is salient for me from what Eberly is saying is, and and I hear this and people have commented this on, on the YouTube page as well, Yes. On the one hand, all things considered, all of the injuries considered, all of the inconsistent play early on, especially considered, are we, is it good that the Seattle Kraken have the points that they do? Yes, of course, of course it is. And it's also true that this is a team that has taken a while to find their identity. And I would argue it's not even completely solidified yet. This is a team that is riddled with injury. We'll talk about that in this segment later in this segment. And at times there just was, I was, I found myself wanting for more and we got some youth injected into the, the lineup 
some by circumstance, some by opportunity created, and then they held on to it. And so that's been good. So we're starting to get there, but it still takes work. It still takes effort. And Dave Haxel talked after the game, and he was kind of alluding to some of this. As I've said before, although I don't personally agree with him, he's saying that the consistency has been there. I think that it's definitely getting better. And he's been, and he talked about the consistency in the last handful of games. Now, I know for some of you, you'll know that Dave likes to think in five game segments. If we're talking in the five game segments, he he gets that. Absolutely, the play has been better. The consistency has been better. I, I'm not thrilled with it, but it's been better. So what's it gonna take now? You have to commit to it. And that's the hard part because it's it's not necessarily the sexy part. You have to find the drive, find the will to be able to replicate. And quite honestly, replicate's probably not the right word. You need to find ways, as Everly is saying, find ways to win. And that can't always look the same. And maybe that's some of what has been plaguing this particular team. You know, you can't expect if you do exactly what you did just up to the line of what you did last game that it's going to yield the same result there's so many reasons why that's not the case chief among them that we don't play the same team every game and the deeper we get into the season the better other teams are going to be and I kind of was alluding to that yesterday sure do we maybe want to take the, you know, moral victory of going into overtime with the LA Kings overtime shootout with the LA Kings the other day at CPA. I can understand that perspective. And it's kind of like the Jeff Baker article that I, I referenced yesterday. The players themselves are not just content to get to overtime and lose in overtime to top tier teams. And that's a little bit, I think, what, what Jeff was referring to. And if you read the full article, it's like, yeah, that, that's a good sign that we're not, just ex- we're not just happy. We're not just content. We're not just satisfied with these OT, you know, extra point games. We want to collect all two. And as I said yesterday, the next evolution of that is not just looking and circling on the calendar when we're playing teams that have a better record than us. We have to play within our weight class. And then out also, we cannot afford to be outclassed just to use a terminology, but we can't be outworked by teams that on paper we should be able to beat. We have to have a consistent fire and intensity and just kind of a drive and a purpose to everything that we do that is to play the best version of Kraken hockey, regardless of what's happening on the other side of the ice. So those are things that I want to see improved. I do see improvement, and there's still more to go. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmar and Jared McCann, the most recent players out of the lineup. We also saw Riker Evans, a healthy scratch, Cole Lind, in we see that Justin Schultz comes back in on that pairing with Brian Dumoulin. The one goal that the Kings did score, shorthanded goal, 
just a misplayed puck. Joey Decord was in very good spirits about it. He even joked and says that in games, he's not usually skating at full speed, but that might be something that he's going to have to include in his repertoire now at practice so that he's ready if and when that happens again. Just a misplayed puck, an unfortunate puck. The reason, though, that I want to talk about it is because I thought it was interesting that Riker Evans was a healthy scratch. I thought he's been playing well, obviously not picking up the stick the other night in Dallas. That was a huge misstep. I didn't really harp on it the other day, but you know that I love defense and you know that even in our worst losses, I'm always saying stick to stick, body to body. And that's why you do it. Even if you're losing in all circumstances and situations, because when the game is on the line, you don't want to have to be thinking about it. It should be second nature. And he was in the right position, but he was puck watching and not watching and not making sure like literally that you are as a defender, you know, I love defense. I would make sure that I was always in contact. If this is the microphone is my defensive mark, I would always find a way to make contact with my defensive mark. I did not play hockey. I played basketball, but the defense in some ways you can, you can draw similarities, but you always make sure that you have some contact. And if ever, because that allows you to look where you need to look, but then with your body, you are, you are making sure that you are literally touching your defensive mark. And if all of a sudden you cannot feel the microphone, then you need to swivel your head and learn where that forward or that offensive player is. That wasn't happening. Riker Evans was looking up ice. He was right there. He could have been touching the, I forget who scored, but he could have been touching the player, but just didn't. And it's those little small things that have made up and helped accumulate some of the heartbreaking losses for the Seattle Kraken. All that to say, did I expect him to be out of the lineup? No. As I, as I mentioned, I was listening to the radio broadcast. On the radio broadcast, they were leaning into the storyline that this was maybe like, hey, got to learn the hard way, won't do it again, and that maybe his absence from the lineup was indeed because of that play. I, I genuinely don't have an opinion on that. Um, I would I will leave that to his coaching staff. I can definitely see it both ways. You know it burns my grits. And if I was the coach, sure. And I mean, I don't know. But for me, another thing that, at least on the radio broadcast, wasn't mentioned as much is that we were able to insert Justin Schultz again. No, we haven't seen him for a while. You know, bad, another bad bounce, another bad play. Does that mean he's out? Riker Evans is in. I said it yesterday. It's a little bit of a dangerous game. I liked, though, when we were doing the live stream, uh, I believe it was Striatic that you mentioned, maybe we find a way to rotate, especially given that we're not keeping our players healthy. Maybe we rotate the players. Speaking of unhealthy players, unfortunately, that means we have to mention Pierre-Edouard Belmar and Jared McCann, quite honestly. Honestly. Now, right around the time that the game was going live, I saw I, I first saw Jeff Baker report this. I did put some stuff up from Dave Haxel before yesterday's game on social media. He did not. He mentioned four to six weeks, but I don't remember if he uh, uh, officially said 
leg fracture. I'm pretty sure he said lower body. So the first person I saw mention a leg fracture was Jeff Baker, four to six weeks for Pierre-Edouard Belmar. We did, again, get that week to week from um, Dave Haxtell. We're thinking more day-to-day when it comes to Jared McCann, but Jeff mentions this. Everett and Al mentioned it. Almost everyone's talking about without Jared McCann, without Pierre-Edouard Belmar, you're depleting now very effective players on special teams, the power play and the penalty kill. So with the the situation with Belmar is going to be a longer situation. The situation with McCann seems like we might be able to see him back in action. I believe Baker said by the weekend, even also we talked about this yesterday, but Coland brought up in an emergency circumstance and situation. So that also speaks to, what sounds like McCann being a shorter term absence as opposed to Belmar winter classic updates. Going to give you a few of those before we get out of here. Today's episode of locked on Kraken coming back at you with some field renderings and performances that you can expect for the winter classic that's coming up on locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to our friend brought to you by our friends at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Who is going to be the Seattle Kraken's leading scorer? Can we get to 100 or more points in the season? Will Joey Decord be our number 1 for the remainder of the year? But the great thing about all of these possibilities is that you can put your an analysis to the test when it comes to daily fantasy hockey. And we here at Locked On play daily fantasy hockey at Sleeper. It is indeed our official daily fantasy hockey app right here on the Locked On NHL network. Sleeper is our number one choice, especially for daily fantasy, because with Sleeper, you can 100 times your daily fantasy hockey contests. I mentioned some of the Sleeper picks from yesterday. I actually forgot to put my picks in. I slept on the picks. That's not what you want to see there. But if you are also a fan of uh, other leagues, you know I'm a fan of the WNBA so much so that I get team names confused. But you can also use the Sleeper app for NBA, NFL, and college football picks. All you have to do is pick Pick whether studs like Crosby, Ovechkin, uh, Beneers, or Burakovsky, when he comes back, will record more or less than the sleeper prediction. We talked about Yanni Gord yesterday. We talked about Maddie Beneers yesterday. And to 100x your bet, you make eight sleeper predictions. You get, you nail those eight predictions and you 100x your deposit. So use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match. On your first deposit, terms and conditions apply. That's, once again, code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L. Locked on NHL, all one word. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. Now, I told you yesterday, and I don't know if you signed up. That's not true. I can actually take a look. But if you missed it, 
you missed a, a, a first look at some of what we're about to talk about when it comes to the winter classic. But before we do that, also, I mentioned yesterday the road to the winter classic and that the Adam Larson bowl cut photo made its rounds. Here it goes on Joey Decord, who was the main kind of character, if you will, in episode two, at least for the Kraken side of things. I freaking love this so much that the guys just really embrace this shirt. Well done, Maddie Beneers. Well done, Maddie Beneers. But in addition to that, we get the rendering. How beautiful. I think this looks fantastic. So for those not watching on YouTube, don't worry. I will talk you through this. So we are looking at an image as if we were sitting in the press box at T-Mobile Park. So we're looking out over the field, home plate closest to us, and then um, center field dead center straight away. And so you'll see that just beyond, beyond what I would say is probably the pitcher's mound is a, a little bit of an iceberg and flanked on either iceberg is a pier. The pier kind of uh, walks out from the dugout steps. If you look at the dugout steps on the, the left or third baseline, and the right or the first baseline as you're looking at the rendering, the Seattle Kraken, of course, will be on the home side. That's the Mariners side. That's the Kraken side on the left hand side. That's the visitor side, the third baseline. And that's where Vegas will come out. And you'll see that these piers, these wooden plank, these wooden piers looks like there's some kind of um, black runner. Uh, probably like a, a rubber or foam or something that they'll roll out so they, they can walk on their skates. And then the pier is sitting on what looks to be deep blue sea. And it's the, I, uh, actually, let me just pull up the wording because I want to make sure I get it right. But what we're seeing is that everything is floating on on what they are calling oceanic topographic maps that convey the region's waters of the Puget Sound. Now, the NHL worked with uh, uh, Hot Top Creative Studios and Elevate Sports Ventures for the field design. And the rendering that we're seeing is courtesy of them. Now in the outfields, if you're looking from left field all the way across to right field in deep left, you'll see a pond and it's, uh, in front of kind of like shading to shallow left and skirting a little to left center. You'll see that there's also a, a house structure. That's a boathouse. And that's where TNT will do their broadcast. Now, if you come all the way now, dead center, You'll have the center ice on the rink, which is just in its very shallow outfield and probably hitting a little bit of the lip of the infield as well. Deep infield, shallow outfield. You'll see there's an iceberg, iceberg dead ahead. I, I had to go with it. I had to go with the joke. It was right there for me. I had to take it. Anyway, there's an iceberg in shallow center field. In deep center field, there is a shipwreck 
that of course is being taken down by Kraken tentacles. And then there is the, the mysterious red eye, the red glare that's beaming out at you from a screen in center field. Making our way now to right field, you see another pond and a little, these auxiliary ponds as they're being called are going to be used for some of the youth teams that are coming out. Uh, as I mentioned, there are a few icebergs, literally all of them dead ahead in, in like from home plate all the way to deep center fields. And one of them will also be where we see the, some of the additional performances or some of the dignitaries that they are bringing out. They're going to have uh, the flag representation, a 14 year old from Seattle singing the national anthem. They're also going to have heart. I love this because Hart is playing at CPA on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Day, they're coming over to T-Mobile Park to play for us in the stands. In the second intermission, there's going to be a tribute to Seattle sports, including greats like Lenny Wilkins, Edgar Martinez, Isaiah Thomas, Tacoma native, Marshawn Lynch, of course, who is a part owner of the Seattle Kraken. Now, who is noticeably missing from this list are any women. For $1, name a woman, NHL. For a dollar, can you name a woman, who has played sports in Seattle. I can name multiple, but I also call them the Dallas Wings. So, you know, there's that. But anyway, back to the rendering. Uh, I, I think this looks beautiful. I love the blue. I love that they are leaning into, again, the aquatic, nautical, whatever you want to call it, theme. I am curious to see what the uniforms are going to look like on this backdrop. I think you can see some of the elements and designs from both uniforms, including their logos, which are right there. They're not accurately placed for a baseball field as warm-up circles, but again, there's a lot less of the field that they have to use. They're almost exclusively using the outfield for the rink. Um, I think it looks cool, but let me know in the comments. What do you think? Where are you going to be watching the Winter Classic? I will be there on hand. There will be a few days. We actually got our media schedule earlier today, and I've been in contact with Steve Mayer, Chief Content Officer at the NHL. So there should be some really fun activations. I know some people in Seattle, Circling Sports, one of them, and Charles, they've been able to see the first few days of putting everything down so that when we're done, it will look like this. This is the final rendering. If you read my story over on CBS Sports, you'll hear uh, or read quotes from Steve Mayer about right now the roof is covered. Uh, the, the fully covering the fields, but the hope is that the roof will be open for the winter classic. Now rain on the horizon for the next 10 days. I think eight of the 10 days are supposed to see some sprinkles of some sort, but there's also an option. And I didn't know this about T-Mobile park. Uh, there's an option to, I guess they can reconfigure some of the roof slabs or whatever, and figure out a way to just cover the rink sucks for everyone in the crowd, but they could potentially do that. So I'm very curious to see how everything goes down. I'm hoping for great weather in Seattle at minimum. We know that the field is going to be amazing. Would it be nice to have the roof open? Of course it would be, but also the way that the roof works, it's not like it's fully closed. 
if I remember correctly from T-Bone Park, it's more of like, um, well, I mean, it's the roof in the sense that it doesn't have siding. It's not like a full cover, right? It's literally just like a, just the roof, the, the top of the roof. But anyway, I think it's going to be exciting. I really like how everything looks. I think, again, the way the team is playing makes me more confident as they get ready to play a very good opponent in Vegas. But before that, we do have um, a few more games. So it's Anaheim for us and Calgary and then uh, Philadelphia on the 29th. That's that last home game before the Winter Classic Locked on Kraken. We'll be there covering that game and getting you ready for January 1st. That's our show today, folks. Thanks as always. We're making us a part of your daily destination here on Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you're not already part of the Locked on Insiders, make sure you do that. Text 918-731-3154. You got to see a little bit of the winter classic stuff before anybody else, especially listeners and viewers of the show. So if that's something that you're into, make sure you stick with us. Again, that's 918-731-3154. You can text that or if you are watching on YouTube, check the show notes. If you're listening on audio, you can also check the show notes and there is a link for the platform that we use called Subtext. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. Again, sincere apologies. Just a little bit of a brain fart with me saying Dallas Wings instead of stars. I'll uh, clean that up for you, hopefully. But if I don't, just remind me. It's not the end of the world. It's an honest mistake. I think you know that I know that the Dallas Wings play in the WNBA. At minimum, you know that I know that. Maybe you have questions if if I know who the stars are, but, you know, didn't they? Aren't they from Minnesota? Ha-ha. Anyway, that's our show, folks. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. Hold fast. Stay true. And we'll get you ready for the next game on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace out, everybody.